Hey, it's your old pal Slim, one of three living hosts for Paper Keg. This podcast ran for 300 episodes focused on best friends talking and reviewing comic books. Somewhere along the way, life happened and we decided to go on hiatus. Every so often, we're lucky enough to get back together to record. This episode, you'll hear from writer Jonesy Loves Beer. You know, I didn't have a good impression of the can and I just want to apologize. Let's roll out my apology music. VP of merchandise, Dale underscore A. Dale Andrews, verbal authorization to edit this out of the podcast. Uh, verbal authority, Dale Andrews. Enjoy. My spidey sense is tingling. Really big shit. Introducing to you the first time the insorious bastard slim. Insorious? God. Off the cuff. We're back. It's like we never left. My God. Paper Keg Podcast. Former, listen, let's just run down the awards that this show oh has God. gotten over the years. Got an hour. <laughs> Former comics podcast turned movies and occasional comics, then retired. Now back again. Nobody thought we'd be back after those Gambit episodes. I mean, we didn't think we'd be back. They thought that was going to be the send-off. Two of the most cherished comics and episodes in history. I mean, where do you where do you go after you cover the Gambit miniseries from Marvel Comics? Uh, to uh, to the basement to burn your comics collection. <laughs> There, uh, I don't think there's going to be new listeners, but there's old listeners sitting back, excited to dig in. And for those old listeners that have just gotten so aged and decrepit that they don't know who we are. Mikey P. <laughs> we have uh, one of those hosts that is talking right now. He's a writer, uh, unpublished over the years, but there's a never say die attitude with him. We could, Welcome back, Jonesy Loves Beer. We could be just days away from being published. Earlier, I published a text asking uh, my spouse not to let my eight-year-old son down the base while I record, but as you said, unpublished, so nobody read it. You know? I'll tell you what. Yeah. That, that text does not say read no. under it. That's right. Switch to chat or whatever it says when it doesn't send. <laughs> Stupid Android. Your wife saw the text on the home screen and didn't acknowledge it. She's just like, yeah, she swiped, I'll leave that. She swiped it away. I mean, whom among us reads the text but doesn't actually read it? Mm. You know, God, I'm a, I'm a God, serial... God help us! God help us if that turns into a feature where we see a text on a lock screen and that shows as red. Oh, and game uh, over! No oh my way! God. I might as well just break my phone in half like an old spy movie and throw it in the river because I I can't acknowledge text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. VP of merchandise. It's been a while since we recorded, but Dale got a promotion since we recorded. Not only has Bat and Spider hit the stratosphere, he has been producing, editing, hosting like I've never seen a human being mm. go. Yeah. Welcome back, Dale. It feels great to be back. You know, we've all gotten a little bit older, a little bit wiser. We've all had that conversation just an hour ago. That seems like, you know, I, I abandoned family time for podcasting and, and editing time. We've all been there just 30 minutes ago from now. And, you know, that's where we are. But it's all worth it in the end. Dale leaving his family for the third time this week, presumably, to record yeah. another podcast. He's, he's shooting them out at a clip. That is unrivaled, Jonesy. 
this I, Bad and Spider podcast. Honestly, you know, I told my wife, hey, I haven't recorded in about nine months. Do you mind? And there was a pause in the air, like maybe it wasn't going to happen. Right, uh, right. You know, I, I work for a redacted, redacted company. Mm-hmm. And this past year yeah. has been long. So it was almost like uh, I had slapped one of our kids by God. asking to get two or three hours to myself. So, Jeez. Dale, I just applaud whatever Jedi mind trick you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you need to teach me the ways. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, sending them off to bed as my wife watches season three of The Magicians on Netflix. And I come up here and uh, put in the, the midnight hours. I work the midnight shift, the hoot owl, as my uh, yeah. grandpa would call it. And uh, that's, you know, it's my time. It's my time. Mm-hmm. Jonesy's wife. 2 a.m. editing sessions. Yeah, yes, exactly. Watching Slim uh, Twitch on a Twitch live stream, completely distracting me from the <laughs> task at hand. So I, I get only a quarter of the work done. Do you- Any editing gaffes you hear in Dale's podcast can probably directly be attributed to a Twitch stream. That he has on it simultaneously. <laughs> With the sound just up enough so I can hear it while editing. It's a it's about it's a plate spinning sort of balancing act, you know. But mm-hmm. but I'm here for it. Bottom of the hour, we're getting mm-hmm. into an actual comic book. Michel Fife, who uh let's just let's just say it out right now. Out loud. The maestro himself. <sighs> mm. We're going to be talking about volume one of Copra. And we were digging into the archives earlier, all fair. I believe he emailed Paper Keg nearly 10 years ago for our Savage Dragon episode. Do you believe it? Mm. I can't believe I read Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon was what, in the double digits, like episode 77 or 76? Slim, let me me pull up the tape. Uh, episode 39, January 3rd, 2012. <laughs> Good grief. Almost at, uh, nine years ago to the day. Listen to this description. This was when one of our other hosts was still alive. The four hosts gathered together in the bowels of New Jersey, trademark, to talk about the future. We talked about Watchmen 2, Bleeding Cool Exoskeleton, Hopes and Fears for 2012. <laughs> Digital oh Trades, Lemire Keg announcement. Oh. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Jeff Lemire. Luther Strode. Astonishing X-Men Gifted. Somebody read that? That had to have been oh, way before we did yeah. that run, right? Had to be. Yeah. And uh, this show was sponsored by the fine folks over at the comic shop in Wilmington, Delaware. <sighs> Miss them. Folks, now more than ever, support your local comic shop. Everybody's hurting. Been a hell of a year. And uh, they're still kicking over there, and uh, they need your support if you can if you can give it to them if you're in the area. I believe. Uh, apologies up front to Michelle. I may have called him Michael in the email he wrote to us. I didn't know any better. An apology nine you know, years I'm, in the making, Michelle. Oh my God, <laughs> Michelle, please. If you know Dale, you know that was keeping him up at night for <laughs> these months. These, look at these nine-year period. Look at these bags under my eyes. Look at these crow's feet. Yeah, That's we, what I've been thinking about. We supported the lie that it was Twitch streams, but really, <laughs> it's just thinking about that letter mm-hmm. for these last nine Tossing years. and turning. Uh, I, uh, I was privileged enough to meet the man last year at Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. I assume you apologized then for your gaffe. I, I pre- no, I, I was <laughs> hoping he didn't know who I was, uh, and, and I was humbled to meet the, the uh-huh. very kind man. How was it? Have we recorded talking about Heroes Con? I mean, we recorded not that long ago, but have we ever talked about that experience? I, I doubt we talked about that experience. It was How just, was it? It was people, great. People are yearning for human interaction <laughs> conversations right now. You are the last person that we know of that has right. been to a Comic-Con and survived. <laughs> 19 months in the making. My review of Heroes Con 2019. <laughs> it you, was fantastic. Charles, uh, Forsman, Charles Forsman there? Oh, man. Me and Chuck Forsman hung out quite a bit i'm gonna tell you Mm. um he was tabling with michelle and boy what a vibe that con gives off big heavy baltimore vibes but i think on a bigger level um a lot of the camaraderie there a lot of folks you know hanging out after the show 
a lot of the same love that Baltimore for us it was was uh, was to be found in Charlotte. And um, uh, one of the nights of the weekend, they had this huge auction that anybody can attend. And like like artists, comic book artists, whoever want wanted to contribute to the auction, like late earlier that day or before they even come to the show, they might put up a piece for auction, and everybody's just drinking and. Uh, if you want to drink, there's no pressure, but, um, and everybody's like bidding on this fantastic art that was completely amazing. And, you know, everybody's just there. It was, it was the highlight of the weekend. It truly was. Um, any hot time celeb stories for us? You elbowing with anybody in a, a hotel bar? <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, look. All right, Slim, you know, I got it in me. I get the <laughs> demon, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see our friend Scotty Young there. Oh yeah, I Dear got into of the show. I got guy. into a bidding war with Scotty Young on an on an art piece for a Mike Kunkel's Hero Bear drawing, and unfortunately, I beat Scotty in a in a <laughs> moment of hubris, and uh, and only you guys know about this purchase right now. Okay, how much was it? How much was it? Slim down. Just say a number. It was for a good cause. Okay. <laughs> it was, was that a, over. Was that code? I he was said definitely four. code. He said four dollars. Four thousand dollars? No. No, no. 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 Slim. Delete. No. Pause for editing. Delete this. <laughs> it was over three hundred and ninety-nine dollars. And uh, oh, say no more for the kids. Monami. Dale Andrew, Dale Andrews verbal authorization to edit this out of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> verbal authority. Dale Andrews. Minute marked eleven fourteen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was hilarious. Uh, wh- who else I meet? Oh my gosh, um, Sketch Brooks on Instagram. Jeremy no. Brooks. Yeah, we hung out for uh, during the auction. That that how's guy he, was amazing. And I done? tell you, I tell you what, you know how he? I would have honestly, I would have never known who the man was. He saw me because of my paper keg shirt introduced himself to me get, get out, out of, of town here. yeah does that doesn't happen briefly about how electrifying his instagram is over the last six to eight months are you kidding me is it the one thing that got us through covid 2020 no. it has to be he posted an apocalypse the other day i think i saw a oh boom boom God. boom boom he's killing it yeah did That's he know true. you were Dale or did he just say, hey, nice shirt. You listen to that show? No, I think he knew it was me. I mean, honest, honest to God, who else is wearing paper cake shirts but us three? <laughs> Let's just be honest with each other. My wife's a bit. We love every one of no us. One sees that. <laughs> right. You know, even if it's too tight in my, in my bulbous frame, I still try to support my belly lumps hanging out the bottom of it. <laughs> That's where we're at. Remember Baltimore Comic Con? Remember us going to Baltimore Comic Con? Remember going anywhere with human beings <laughs> besides God. your spouse and family? Does anyone remember it? It's tough. It's tough to remember it. I am almost, I'm going to be to the point where I'm not going to want to go hang with people. You know, it's going to, it's like stockholmed me yeah. into thinking this is the only way. Your thoughts on the pandemic at large? Uh, well, I will say it it sucks that I have to go work with 400 people every day. And you have to do that. And then when mm. it's like, I'd really like to go to a bar that's open and sit down and have a beer, but I can't do that. Mm. So it's like uh, the worst parts of my life stayed and the best parts of my yeah. life evaporated. Gone. Pretty terrible. Gone. Forever. Yeah. You know. What's the first movie you're gonna see in theaters Gore. when you get that vaccine? Do I do I wait and see No Time to Die? Oh my god! Can you imagine? My god! My god! If you guys go by myself, see No Time to Die, oh, or by yourself, by myself, big good. tub of popcorn. Some you could be in the same butter. theater at the same extra time if you butter. want. Butter. Extra butter, extra, Jonesy, extra butter. Gotta have some Reese's Pieces and a Barks root beer.
Why did Tangerine Dream stop doing movie scores? Did uh, they die or something? Because right? they did like a bunch in a certain period of time, but then. The wise, <laughs> the meeting of all wisdom. Oh, maybe wisdom. Sweet songs of you. Maybe we need to search inside ourselves wisdom. for the answer to that chance. You're one of those cops. <laughs> you got that up. <laughs> Killed my friends. <laughs> Notice how with beaten child syndrome I had, I did not speak until that clip ended because I know that that <laughs> volume face. rocker is ready to go right back up. Mm. I, you know what sucks about this Bond thing? is I watched like 28 Oh, Gosh man. dang Bond movies mm-hmm. all in a row to prep for that movie and it's still not going to come out for like yeah. another nine months or something. I know. I remember the first time you saw uh, Dalton's Aston Martin and like a publicity <gasps> photo and it was going to be in the movie and I was like, I'm ready to go see this now. They better not push it back again. I'll put right. on a mask and a shield and mm-hmm. some some nitrile powder-free Body gloves condom. and I will be at that theater and, and then... Uh, I don't even care that that car's in it anymore. I don't care. Can't believe it. I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> You're not going to even remember what Dalton means, Aston Martin means. None of it matters. I did he- see a headline pop up on my Google phone. I didn't read it because I can't click on those things. It'll just set it'll, you up for future failure. Um, it'll know you read but it. But it was about how the movie has been in the books for so long that they're having to like edit out certain product placement from the movie. Oh, because oh, the advertisement's expired. Mm. And to renew those have to be astronomical. <laughs> yeah, James is watching a Quibi video on his on his Sony Ericsson phone, and they had to edit that out. <laughs> James, Sony Xperia. Sorry, that's no longer a product line. We're gonna have to <laughs> right. They digitally put in the newest. You send handset. the coordinates to my Sony phone right away. <laughs> About the Arnold uh, viewing you were doing the other night, Dale. Oh God, the Running Man. How did that? Was that a 4K jobber you put up? Uh, was it a 4K? I know it's in 4K now. It looked 4K. It was pretty good. But Mm. I had bought it on Amazon years ago, so it's free streaming now. Prime. So I probably don't have the the upgraded version. Mm. What Um, is Richard Dawson's neck look like? 4K, <laughs> the surface of the moon. I gotta think. <laughs> oh my god, what a movie that is! Turkey I mean, gizzard. yeah. Did we do that on the show? I think we did. We might have. Who knows? We can't verify that information. No, no it's not unverifiable. It's, it's something we can't get a hold of. The uh, what is it? The seven-year um, what the fuck is it called? Uh, <laughs> Beep that out. Yeah, Dale Andrews authorization to edit that out. Uh. I was about to say verbal timestamp eighteen oh three. I was going to ask Jonesy if you have even read any comic books since we last recorded the Gambit episode. Oh uh, no, this is this is it. Sheesh. I don't even listen that that Samsung Tab A that I got for comic reading. I had to blow the, uh, blow the level dust of off. dust off. Yeah, I I mean then I had to update for like I don't know what felt like four days, and then go to seven thousand degrees Kelvin. And then uh, finally, I was able to read a comic book again. I don't even know how to talk about comic books, let alone yeah. host a podcast about one. I was I was screenshot. I was taking a buttload of screenshots of Copra, um, mm-hmm. but I'm like, what do I do to put this into words? I don't even know how. No, I have no clue. No clue. Do you still we'll keep probably, up on comics, segment, Slim? The segment's probably going to be like five minutes long. So apologies yeah. to Michelle. I mean, yeah. obviously, an amazing, amazing comic book. Because you know why? that slim you you ask us why didn't we ever do cobra and it's absolutely I, true it's absolutely it's right, true yeah, we were dming back and forth about kicking the uh, old tires yeah and i was like did we never do cobra i don't know why we never did cobra it kind of really seems in our wheelhouse too for sure yeah uh maybe it was like harder to come by maybe it wasn't digital on comicsology when we like back in the heyday of the mm-hmm. comic talk Maybe. I know it was kind of hard to come by print. Like your store had to like legit order it. Yeah, Otherwise you weren't true. getting it. Which we experienced some of the time with like Chuck's early stuff. But yeah, I, I actually did buy a manga um, 
that I'm like halfway through. Let me see if I can grab it. Is this a prank? We we haven't been recording this whole time. He just saw and bought a, a manga. This isn't like a weird bit. It's just the manga was like near uh, me. Is this a practical joke on mm-hmm. me? We're not even recording paper tag right now. But uh, Monster. Whoa. Okay. From the creator of a little manga called Pluto. Oh. Oh. This is how we find out. Urasawa. <laughs> What if we had never recorded this episode? We would have never known about this. I would. I would. Yes, I haven't even posted this to our Discord. This is top secret breaking news. Oh my god! I've had it for maybe yes. a few weeks. And there was one other book that he had done that I bought. Uh, everyone was jaying themselves over it. Twentieth Century Boys, I think. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. I thought I read the first collected work and it was fine. So someone had recommended this to me. It's about a surgeon who is, you know, pretty high and mighty on being a good doctor. And I think like some politician gets injured and pulled into his hospital, but he's about to work on a set of twins that were brought in first. And uh, they tell him to work on on the politician first, even though the kids came in first and he like refuses. So he takes a stand and saves the kids. Whoa. But um, I don't believe, I mean, this is like the first quarter of the book and, the, the crux of the story is he saves these kids, but one of them turns into a serial killer. Oh and my like God. Messes him up pretty bad that like he took his mortal stand and it like backfired on him. <laughs> Holy crap. So that, Slim. I'm, I'm the halfway point and it's pretty good. Damn. Sounds amazing. Yeah. There's a bunch of, uh, ver- a bunch of volumes. Am I reading a one. third trade? Like within the next couple of days for the first time in two years? Maybe. Wow. But to, to answer your question, I don't really read. Uh, I mean, I, I read like that X-Men event just because I was curious. Mm-hmm. The X of Swords, X 25 of parts. And I was like joking when I first started. I was like, man, this is a long ass series. I read the first couple of weeks and then I missed a few weeks and it was over. There, I guess there was like four or five parts out every week or something. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, that is fine. That, I struggle to... Like whenever I hear like an event book, like for a microsecond, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, should I, is this the jumping back point? Which I'm sure is yeah. the bait they want to throw out. And then you Google the catalog. It's like, collect all 41 issues this week nah. and get ready for another nah, 41. Yeah. And nah. no, thank you. I mean, what was the, uh, the, I, I happened to go into the comic store over the summer, late summer, and uh, there was a Marvel event. It wasn't X of Swords, but it involved like Fantastic Four titles and all kinds of stuff. And it was, I was like, what is even oh, this? Yeah. Um, is there kind of like plant race of people? I thought it was Phoenix again, right? It was It's oh, not no. It's not the Phoenix Five, but isn't Phoenix back again and possessing it's somebody possible. else? It's time. I mean, I, I think Spider-Man's the only one that hasn't had it yet. <laughs> it's been a year. You know what? And <laughs> I, I feel like a, a total, I feel like a total wank because, uh, you know, reading friggin' Copra, it's like, geez, this is, that's the this good is why stuff. I should read more this comics. This is the good stuff. Yeah. This, this is, is what stuff. it's all about. Like even the part, like, I don't know if we're going to have an official Copra segment, but like some of the, just my thoughts while reading it, I was like, this is what I grew up on, but good. Like yeah. you can't read the stuff you grew up on and still kind of say this is this is good. It's not. It might look nice. Yeah, but. yeah, it, yeah. Like Fife took what that was, what he interpreted, or what we finally remember as good when we were growing up, and he like um, distilled it down to good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? He took that um, broth of nostalgia, mm-hmm. and, nostalgia he, and, he, broth. and he and he simmered it down to a. A, a, a demi glaze of concentrated <laughs> greatness. You know what I mean? And then he poured it back out of the pan, pss, made a nice mm-hmm. roux, added some flour, got that thing going. Pages. You know, Jonesy wants to pour that into some kind of like bread yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. What was that? Oh. What do you eat all the time? Oh, that, uh, I, I make a Lord Chesterfield beef stew. Stew. That's the word I was looking and for. I serve it in bread bowls. Probably my signature dish. Mm-hmm. Nice hearty meal for a day like this with 27 inches of snow. Jeez. Oh my God. You kidding me? With You put that bread bowl in the snow and you start pouring that stew in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the steam. steam piping up. Could have been me. Standing there with you. Could have been me. And my dreams come into. But those dreams. 
Jonesy. Slim. Stu. They even have Stu in Apex, Red Carolina. Balls. They got anything in Apex, North Carolina. Doesn't get cold enough down there for a good hardy stew. Constantly 72 degrees. I imagine Fahrenheit. everybody, when it gets cold, they keep their cargo shorts on, but they put like a windbreaker on. And they go, ooh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just get cold right here. Ooh, <laughs> just right here. No zipper hoodie. These calves, hmm, these calves are good down here. <laughs> Dale, did you, do you read anything since we last recorded? Oh boy. What? Uh, let me go open up Comixology here and, and um, pull it up. Whip it up. Oh, you know what I've uh, I've read since Gambit mm. was a, a Tales from the Crypt collection to inspire me <sighs> on Bat and Spider. Bat and Spider, yeah. Uh, it was the uh, Tales, the EC Archives Tales from the Crypt Volume One. Mm. Pretty good concentrate of art. It's all in uh, you know the black and white. black and white goodness, and it's fantastic. Um. Yeah, you were saying on these, some of the Tales from the Crypt episodes that it's almost like identical to the to the actual comic book. Yeah, I have to give props to the show because it's pretty faithful. Uh, other than some reinterpretations and, and modernizations, it's they they legit took every episode and just and took a story from Tales from the Crypt or Vault of Horror, one of those EC books, and just made a half hour story out of it, and it's. Fantastic that they stuck to the source material so well. Mm. A lot of uh, hints, a lot of um, like Easter eggs and stuff for names, like uh, close to Jack Davis was one of the guys who, who worked on Tales from the Crypt. And uh, oh, yeah, it's like oh, some Easter eggs and that stuff. It's pretty good. This one I'm looking at here is in color though, so I was lying to myself. Color. Yeah, at, um, see what I had read, but not really anything. Worth writing home about. I've been reading the Wolverine run, the new one. Oh, yeah. Kubert's drawing it. Yeah, I dig it. I've been thinking about that a lot. I read that Three Jokers. Oh, really? Just general nonsense. Yeah. Empire. Was that the Was that the event? Empire with a Y? Yes. That's what it was. Yes, I read that one too. There were, um, every cover, every Marvel cover had... Empire tie-in, Empire. You know, I've read two. I finished, I think, since we recorded, but I read Scotty's Middle West. Did you mm. finish that yet? No, I need Mama to. Mamma mia! What I see ending? the uh, hardcovers are like, yeah, out. The deluxe edition or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, I need my hands on that. I think that's that's his best thing that I've read. I think I need to hit the uh, stupidfreshmess.com. And, uh, you know, buy it from his store because I think he signs every one of them. He's probably listening on his Peloton right now. <laughs> Scotty, are you <laughs> out sicko. there? In some race he's in head to head. He's in the, <laughs> he's racing Robin right now mm-hmm. on a live stream. Got a shout out. <laughs> Got a shout out for his birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. What else? God damn. I don't know. Not, mm-hmm. not a whole lot. I got a 4K TV since we last talked. <laughs> I got that. Jones, you have a 4K TV? I don't. Actually, oh. uh, I have that TV you see behind me. Sorry, It's like 80-inch TV behind Jonesy right now. That is yeah. the TV we bought with our uh, wedding reception money. <sighs> so it'll be ten, that America. TV will be 10 years old next month. <sighs> oh, God. I um, worked out oh. an agreement. An agreement with Amanda for oh. that stimulus money that came in. Yeah. And uh, she allowed it. She gave me a handshake agreement Ooh, that I would not be allowed to pay, buy anything for the month of January if I did this. So I Like I not even food? No snacky? Restricted. Nothing? Totally restricted. Mm-hmm. Unless we were like eating out or something. Yeah. So I got one of those TCL 50, 50 inch jobbers, five series. Oh, Dolby Vision. It'll oh. be Atmos yeah. QLED. Oh. I think it's QLED. I don't know. Does that mean it, I, I mean, no I might be sent a little technology stupid, but does that mean it's curved no. when it's a QLED? No. No, I actually have no idea what QLED means. So you're you're not alone in this boat, Gen right. Z. Quantum you, this LED. This 4K world. 
This 4K world is a very strange world. It's oh. very confusing. It's not yeah. like you can just get an HD TV and be right. like, I got an HD TV. This is just going to work. Right. It's not that way. No. It's not that way at all. You it's get scary. A, the main thing I noticed was Dolby Vision. Yeah. It's like, because UHD has like HDR, makes the colors look nicer. But then there's a competitor called Dolby Vision. Right. Which makes the colors look even better. It like dynamically adjusts the colors as the movie's going. And yeah. uh, I have a Chromecast, Google TV. So like when I fire up the Disney app and I want to watch Force Awakens on there, it says 4K HDR. But if I open that app on the TCL, on Roku, it says 4K Dolby Vision. So you got like... So it knows, the tile knows inside the app. Mm-hmm. So the Chromecast, wow. I guess the Google app isn't updated to display Dolby Vision, but the Roku app is. So it's like, <clears throat> you know, if you don't know anything about like 4K, you know, I had to Google this stuff. I have no idea what Dolby Vision is. So for the regular person, they're just firing this stuff up. They'll have no idea either. I, w- so I would have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. They have a lot of education to work on. This and 4K here, business. And here's here's another sickness for, uh, you know, for men out of time as we. Mm-hmm. Samsung doesn't even support Dolby Vision. What? Samsung, the HD DVD of the bunch, supports HDR Plus, HDR oh, 10 Plus, yeah. which is Dolby Vision competitive. But where are we at without standardizations? I got this Samsung on the wall. I might as well smear my eight cheeks. I might as well get a stand on top of my new TV stand I got and rub around my eight cheeks on this TV. Granted, you know, if you had a 1080p TV before this, it's still going to look 1080p. It's still going to look way better. HDR 10 plus, whatever it's called. Yeah. It's still going to look better. So when it comes time for me to get a new TV, I'm going to need Mm. some sort of... uh, did you hear that? That was James. He's playing <laughs> Fortnite next door. I got nice. a message him. <laughs> some, uh, some group think. Yeah, we're going to have to work on this. We're going to get a think tank yeah. together. Some yeah. kind of collective. Middle of the night, there's a bonfire. We slowly oh. uh, come out of the midst one by one. Flannel shirts, TV catalogs. Can Maybe. you imagine the three of us taking a secret trip? God. Up in the mountains. www.50dollardivorce.com <laughs> Listen. Say the word and I'll start laying groundwork. Tell I'm winking at the camera. It's time. This doesn't leave this Zoom call. Yeah. Celebrity podcast. has got a Patagonia Jonesy. jacket or the Jonesy. outside's denim, but the inside's flannel. Jonesy, we'll see you there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe okay. Jonesy just takes off one day of work and, you know, I got to be in Never at the office early tonight. Baby leaves the house at 4 a.m., gets to our little lodge, 9 a.m. We spend the day together eating some flowers by the <laughs> fire <laughs> and the rest is history. And Look, Jonesy drives home later that night. It would work because I work so much, no one's really sure what my hours are. I live with a relative. I'm in a transitional state. And I was asked a bunch of times, so what exactly is your schedule? So I go in, and then I come home. <laughs> oh, man. I'll t- I, I will talk to Jonesy's wife if I have to. Not to Thank brag, you. but I Thank have you. that charisma. Chara- it's charisma. That's how thick it is. Dripping. It, I mean, yeah, it's, you got to cut it with a knife. So I will charisma. say 4K is amazing. That's what I got to say. Thank Apex. You. Has HDR is HDR capable? <sighs> colors be popping on that TV in Olympus. You kidding me, Jonesy? Mm. The colors in Olympus. What, now, if we get back in HDR, up, uh, Olympus <laughs> is. Uh, what was that noise? <laughs> was that James again? That was not me. I don't know what that noise was. I only heard like a second of it. It, it was like the ghost of a car. <laughs> like an MTV character from 1990. So wait, what is Olympus? <laughs> Introducing liquid television. <laughs> Say that again, Jensen. Headbangers Ball. 
What is Olympus? You mean Mount Olympus or the is map Olympus TV? In Apex. Yeah, oh, you've played on Olympus, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Come on. Come off it. I said I updated my software tonight. You have a Series X. Did you upgrade? I have the, uh, the, the littler one. The, the new white one? Yeah, the you one with right? bread box. Oh, you, talking, you, you talk about 60 FPS oh. in Apex. That's a game change. Certainly. I definitely the have the most FPS I could get from yeah. um, that TV <laughs> and computer system. Yeah. I could get 70 some days. You guys don't even know. <laughs> oh <my God>. Stupid. <laughs> we talk Criminal. About. Criminal. Uh, should we get into Copra? First, first person shooter, right? Just, just if we can just preface this again. Okay. We are so rusty talking about comic books. Yeah. Do not, not that expect rust. any kind of critical, deep think from the three of us right now. You know? Yeah. Don't yeah. expect it. We just had a good time reading a comic book for the first time in ages. And I had we had a great talk time. So I, what I, is I, the, um, if we should get in, I don't know. I guess we should get into Copra. Get into what it. is the we, County we Crows thing? We, we don't is have the County Crows Cobra think now? we should get into Copra? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Adam Dirtz is right. Yeah. Okay. Adam You're Dirtz, right. I think, did the liner <laughs> notes for Copra. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Uh, Copra Press putting this thing out. Michelle in his garage, I would assume. I don't know what he's what he's pulling down over there, mm. but. Jonesy, what is Copra? All right. Well, hang on. Let me get my, uh, let me get a good stretch going on. Uh, you know, Copra, what if Suicide Squad were good? Like, what if the worst DC property ever made into a film, uh, you took that essence and you made something good out of it? You took something evil out of the world and you put something good back into the world and you have Copra. You have ragtag group of anti-heroes, criminals that work for um, essentially their freedom. And they are set up to go retrieve a mysterious artifact. Only they are uh, very quickly backstabbed, bamboozled, and set up by one of their former members. And now they're on the lam. And their only way to truly get their freedom back is to find out who done it and send them back where they belong with the toughest, roughest, rudeness, tootness, anti-heroes around. I don't know why I went into Toy Story uh, Woody song for that, but I'm going to let it lie. Uh, Copra, the yeah. best comic book you're not reading right now. What a delight. I had to look it up. First uh, issue made its debut, uh, November eighth, twenty twelve, on his Etsy. Amazing and uh, on his Etsy, Brooklyn. Let's see, That's public so debut, cool. Brooklyn Comics and Graphics Festival, and the f issue one and two had print runs of four hundred copies. It's a amazing, amazing. Now that Bur is it, Bergen Street Press. Was his oh, like a publisher yeah. putting those books out? So that was pretty much, I think, like the only, maybe the only place to get it. I'm speaking out of turn here. It was hard to get is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. But now he, I just grabbed the most recent couple issues, I think from his Etsy. He's moved it back for a little while. It was published and distributed by Image for a good portion. Got it like renumbered, new number one. I actually went to a signing that he and Chuck was at. In New York. Nice. With Klaus Jansen. Oh, what? my God. Got a signed Copra number one, I think, from Chuck and Klaus. I'm not even sure if Michelle signed it. Um, wow. That might be a collector's item yeah. that I'll hang up on my wall. Yeah. But it is back with him, Copra Press. So he's putting it out again. And I think the only place you could really get the print single issues, at least that I'm aware of, was from his Etsy. So I ordered it a couple months ago, and they finally arrived two issues. Mm. Mm. Delight. That's amazing. Delight. I mean, the guy's doing it. That's fantastic. Mm. Um, just going back to reading this, man, it was just like, it was It was just the, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It was amazing. It's just the, the, uh, the panel flow, the panel layouts, the creativity in that, and how 
you know, maybe just one or two panels on the page were just a completely different shade of color to, <sighs> to represent a, you know, a, a, a different angle or different en- angle of the conversation or something like mm-hmm. that. It was, uh, and the vibe of, um, all the heroes were or not all the heroes, all the characters in the, in the book had like these, um, like what's the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? They, uh, it was porno for your brain. They were like polar opposites. They're they're The imagery of them were all polar opposites of each other. They all had this unique and distinct look about them that were sort of homages to, you know, nineties comics, but also very much Fife's own creation. Mm-hmm. It seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the way this book looks like I loved Fife stuff for a little while, but Fife is like the next level creator, like cartoonist mm-hmm. in my book. Like there's nobody that does what he does. Like you could say that if this was like Jack Kirby self-distributing his own comic books. Oh my God. Slim. In like the 20, if I could in interrupt the, current day. the yes, first page, please. the first thing I thought of was Commandi. Oh, like oh my it God. just I, like that feeling like was just like, oh, I get it. Like page one, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like it, there wasn't like I was like, even though the, the plot like throws you in a deep end, you that energy is just so high tension right off the bat. And that art perfectly complements that kind mm-hmm. of story. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I never grew up on Suicide Squad, but I, I can understand the suicide vibe. So when I read it, for the first time in, I don't know, I can't remember the last time I read this, it's been a while, but I get X-Force vibes, like hard X-Force, yeah, X-Men vibes. And that's like where I come from when I read it. Like this feels like the 90s teams coming together and then you see what the the mini backstory of these characters, they all have things going on, you know, like a, a recognizable trait about them. And you're kind of interested to see what that is. And they only give you like a piece of it. And you, it, he has captured what was good about the 90s comics yeah. mm-hmm. and made it relevant and also put his own artistic spin on it to make it look like absolutely timeless. Like you could read this in 50 years and still be blown away by the art. Uh, like you 100%. can't say that really about the other stuff, I don't think. It doesn't hold up as much. That whole conversation that they took place after the big event and they're like in their uh, paddy wagon transporting them back mm-hmm. and they're talking about um, Dale's mom and how he like made her a card and they're just, everybody else is just busting his balls about uh-huh. how they, he really should do a little more for his, you know, for his mother. Right. And uh, it was just like this sweet angle that uh, it was like a little peek inside their, their working relationship they got a little bit of the the uh the personal stuff going on but you know mm-hmm. like um what manhead in the front seat or uh he didn't <laughs> want it he didn't want any personal stuff talking about it with his with his uh contact marty but you know had they had this like tenuous kind of a friendship of the uh the original folks and it was awesome yeah and you get these characters too that get you know killed like in the first issue yeah. But they yeah. are still very interesting that I would have expected to learn more about this character and be interested to learn more, but they get murdered like in, in 15 pages. Yeah, I don't want to skip to the last issue because there's so much there, but this book does something that I don't see very often and I like it a lot. It's when you get to the introductions of the characters in the, le- in the final issue, it feels like uh, for a second you're getting the story in reverse. And you're finally mm. getting, like, you know how a modern book would be like, or Chris Claremont would be like, his name is Nightcrawler, you know, color <laughs> right. blue by God's pencil and blessed with the power <laughs> to, you know, bam through wall. Like, instead we get that, like, we already live with these people and then we're getting their exclamation point right before the final fight. And I don't see that very often and I forget how much I like it till I read it again. Mm. So that, yeah. I really jive with that. That was an awesome touch because it's all, yeah, you're right, Jonesy. It was like, we saw the prologue and then the final issue when everybody's like, the uh, roster's being named again and, you know, like everybody's bringing their oh, A yeah. game. It's like, you can hear like this this music starting and like right. this like low, 
this like low rumbling of music and mm-hmm. it's like everybody's getting introduced and they're like riding to their final fight or whatever like that. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. But And Slim, what you said, how, uh, you know, like the whole conversation with the audience about how, you know, these two are a couple and one's a lot older than the other one mm-hmm. and we don't get into that. And then, you know, some of the, some of those members of the, the cast die, you know, it's just right. the way it is. It's just like, it felt like a lived in world and we got a little piece of it and uh, none of it really mattered, you know, uh, mm-hmm. after the fight, which was more impactful. Yeah, I think I can't. I don't think I own any of this run in singles. Like I, the low low print run is a reason for that. But when I bought the kind of relaunch when Image put it out, he included so much back matter about the characters that it was fun to read more about who these people are and get like a recap of the previous twenty issues or so. Mm-hmm. So I would think that these issues probably did come with some fun back matter, but it, well, at least it wasn't in the the trade that. The digital trade. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of wish that I had, I'm not sure if the digital singles, I don't think they sell the digital singles anymore. I think just the trades are available. Mm. But it makes me want to see what the going rate is for a Cobra number yeah. one, or number two, and three. I don't think he's reprinted them. I mean, how awesome that he had this, you know, you're mentioning these, uh, the back matter, if they were in the original single issues, just like the Bible, the character and world mm-hmm. Bible that he already had in his head as he was creating this one story was, it's just inspiring to, to think about. That's the kind that of world that was going building on. I love is when yeah. somebody has, has some kind of roadmap you can't see. And then they like, or sometimes you can even tell that they're working it out together with the reader mm-hmm. or, you know, with some obvious feedback. I mean, that's just so cool. I mean, that's the kind of thing I just dive into and I get on a yeah. kick. Like mm-hmm. I could be on a Cobra kick now until I finish it all. Yeah. I mean, how about the scene with the Doctor Strange, you know, amalgam? Oh, Vin? Uh, who, Vin? Who, his character model had to be Christopher Walken. There oh, are yeah, some absolutely. panels <laughs> where I was like, and then you start reading Vin's dialogue and the Chris Walken voice and the book goes to another <laughs> level. I invite you, anyone listening, all 12 people that will listen to this, uh, or any spillover 70mm bands listeners, listen to Copra, or rather read Copra, and then read his dialogue like Chris Walken. It'll blow your mind. Xenia, the portal! (laughs) He held it, uh, I just watched Pulp Fiction, so I forgot even Christopher Walken I didn't have a good impression in the can, and I just want to apologize. Let's roll out so my apology pretty, music. Pretty, that was pretty okay. Yeah. That oh, was good. come on. You got to pick up your towel. <laughs> See, you're getting it back already, Jonesy. The ring rust back on is the coming bike. off, you know? My wonky eyes going in camera. We're back. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you show these pages of this character, like that issue, yeah. like you show this to a comic reader, your their eyes are like bugging out. The amount of work and planning and design that goes into these pages, he makes it look like so effortless. I mean, even the sound effects in some of these issues is drawn in, you know, in text. And it looks so fun. It's like um, the old The Spirit comics, about how like the title used to be built into the kind of set piece of the the story itself. But that that issue, when I first read it, was really eye-opening for me. Yeah. And, and, and that, that showed more of, uh, not just character design, but, um, you know, room design and, and, and Michelle's like plans for the interiors of, um, what Vin's, we well, even called it a, um, what did they call it? Sanctum. Yeah. Sanctum. It's Vin's Sanctum, but mm-hmm. some of the, like, uh, somebody at Marvel just got super tight when you said the word <laughs> Sanctum. So, some of the, um. You know, like the things in the room and the equipment that that alien lady puts on and stuff like that. Mm. It's just none of it, none of it like really blends together in this, um, like it's almost like everything is done by a different creator, like every, um, but it's all flows together well like the character design. It's almost like every character is so different from each other, like that geometric um, character so oh, yeah. different from the other characters that it's all in the same style, but it's all they all stand out on their own, like they were created by or drawn by somebody else in yeah. the comic. To um, underscore, see what I did there. That point. Yeah. It's I think when they're flying, like when War has people. You just been underscore. 
ahead, Gen Z. <laughs> when the uh, when Cobra members are flying and Wares got him by like the scruff of the neck, and somebody's holding on to his leg, and then uh, Xenia has her like uh, her Green Lantern esque like transport bubble going on. Like the design language is so different for each of the characters. Mm-hmm. It feels cobbled together on page. And I, I can't think of anything to compare it to. It's so interesting mm-hmm. to look at. I like it a lot. The underscore. About no? <laughs> okay. No? Okay. Got it. No, That's yeah. me, right? All right. You just been underscored. How does that feel? I just love that a character's name is a manhead. Yeah, like, I know. I thought that was, I think when I first read this book, like years ago, I thought it was the oddest thing. But now reading it again, I'm like, yeah, that, that, that works. It adds that up. works it's for me. Perfectly, yeah. Just, the, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the sound effects everywhere is in my notes. I wrote, this is X-Force, but it's like timeless in a way that X-Force isn't anymore. Um, just so much of this is kind of like an homage to that era. I loved it. Um, the character of Klaus, that like robot bounty hunter. Oh yeah, man. <sighs> loved it. Amazing. Loved it. Just just imagine getting your hands on Michelle's like sketchbook. You yeah. Know? He had that, that in a museum. <laughs> yes. I wonder if Klaus was a direct, you know, because I know he's a big fan of Klaus Jansen. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's like a, a tribute to Klaus. I, I wonder. BFFs. I can see that. Slim, what about the panel? I know you caught it uh, where... Oh, okay. So somebody calls me. somebody calls somebody else an S-bird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that the panel of the century? Shazam, S-bird. Can... <laughs> Cracking up. Yeah. It just, it, it, it connects with me on a spiritual and emotional level that most things do not. Yeah. The Tokyo <clears throat> issue, the fight on the rooftops... Gorgeous. Mm. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. That teleportation sequence where, you're, oh. where you don't know what's going on yet, and then they blip onto the rooftop, that was that was mm. quite good. Quite quite. I, screensh- I, I screenshotted this bit of uh, monologue because it was just so amazing, but uh, handed to Sonia, got us all together, never thought it would happen, called in every favor, losers aren't hard to nudge. That's unfair. Some are solid. Need to stop using words like unfair. They no longer <laughs> register. Amazing. What a, I, I don't want to, because I read this so rapidly back to back. I'm not sure. One of my favorite bits of dialogue, not dialogue, monologue in this book is where Sonya is like running down the members. It might be issue two of the second volume. So maybe I should save it for the next show, but spoilers. Uh, she's like, what do you call one of those people that tears tickets? At a carnival? Oh, that's right. A piece of shit. <laughs> I, I, had, I had to stop and laugh like, for a solid minute. <laughs> wow. Next up, spoilers. Oh. <laughs> uh, redact Count. at 74 minute mark uh, a mega epsilon edit oh. authority. The main villain, Vetus? <laughs> yeah. Vetus? Vitas. I don't know how to pronounce it. Vitas. Uh-huh. The design of Vitas oh. is like beyond, like, I don't mean to trash any kind of like mainstream comic artist, but like, you're not getting this Mm-mm. in the monthly issue 321 of whatever no, they're, they're putting out. Not. You I'm know, not going to name names. It's, it's, you're not getting it. Yeah. What you're land not, you're are not you getting it? And they're, in? Not, they're not allowing it. You're not getting it. But the, but the, uh, not the courage, but the, the boldness Bravery. of Audacity. the character design. The mm-hmm. bravery. I uh, I thought Vitas looked like an evil GoBot, and I loved it so How, good. Like, enlarged Vitas was in the final issue. With oh that, god, like, shard in their chest. Yeah, and Gross. it's just huge, like huge traps and shoulders and biceps. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, I mean, I don't have a ton of notes just because I enjoyed reading it so much. It was so like, much I, fun. It's if you have listened to this podcast at any point in the past. And you haven't a red Cobra, you need to immediately buy it. Get the trades. I think they're going to be available probably on Amazon round one, round two, round three, round four, round five. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't yet, do it right now. Do it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean, when I looked, when I got it, it was uh, 
like seven seven bucks on sale. Comicsology, so Jeez. worth it. Uh, man, I wonder what the I know. So I remember first seeing Copra. I think in collected form at the comic book shop. But mm-hmm. man, I just I, I I need to dig in deeper. Need to go deeper because I'm doing a disservice to myself for sure. Twenty bucks on Amazon right now. Copra round one. Eleven used from five dollars. Oh man. Or go to your local comic shop if they're if they got like a curbside pickup John going on. Any other notes that we didn't hit for Copra Volume One, Round One, Copra Round One? I, I don't think so. I just I I I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I it just uh, made me feel. I would encourage everyone uh, to keep going because you know, it's 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 one of those books that hits the sweet spot between being self-contained and also being serialized. Like when I started reading a future volume, uh, you could start at that first issue and get an entirely new perspective, almost like a Claremont run where it'd be like, you could pick off on a four issue run having never mm-hmm. read the X-Men and be just as invested if you've been reading since the sixties. So I really, really There's- like that. There's whispers. Listen, let's open the cabinets. Open okay. the books. All right. Yeah, that's it's straight edge. Let's <laughs> politically correct. <laughs> we there's whispers that we might continue on on this very podcast. Next episode, whenever that is, will be Copra round two. You kidding me? <laughs> you kidding me? Every thirty seconds in America. <laughs> I was waiting to see if Dale was going to do it. He didn't say anything, but I saw his lip go up behind the mic. So I knew, I knew it was coming. Slim, slim nose. So by all means, buy the next the few chunker? trades of this at your local shop or Amazon, or if you can, whatever you can buy from Michelle's Patreon or Etsy, because I think we'll be moving forward. That's a tentative plan, you know? It's tentative. Who Listen, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Who knows? Right. Okay. Yeah, no, nobody. It, it, yeah. Does anyone know? Any, anyone, anything can happen. Anything that can happen will happen. Okay. Guarantee. Uh, I mean, if we guarantee. record more than twice this year, that's already 100% more than the times <laughs> we recorded last year. Before we um, wrap up and go into our other podcast that we got to record tonight. <laughs> I did have another comic book that I bought that I also, that's also breaking news. I didn't reveal this. Kept it to myself. Uh, collection of the Marvel Comics Presents Wolverine Blood Hungry. Oh my god. Oh. The uh let me let me tell you something. Wow, look at this. This is that this is that big time collection uh from Peter David and Sam Keith. Yeah. That you see popping around. So I, I know that they like reprinted this in like the Marvel collection, like the Marvel like famous first. Like look at this Sam Keith stuff right here. Oh my God. Oh my that, God. that five o'clock Iconic. shadow. That's, he gets that's side naked profile. in this book mm-hmm. against uh, Cyber. This is the first appearance of Cyber. Sam Keith Cyber. Oh, oh wow. On the pages Bananas. up to the camera. This is the good stuff. Madripoor. Mm-hmm. Patch? Tiger, tiger, Wolverine in bed. Oh. Need I say more? <sighs> I wish you would. Look at look at this. This is like that candy bar drawing, oh. the Charleston shoe. Yeah. If when I saw this as a kid, I probably thought this art was butt. But right. now, I've come to have a very That's amazing crazy. appreciation. 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 Wasn't Sam Keith the artist for the Sandman for Sandman trade? You're gonna have to go to the internet. Yeah, that. I feel like that's true. So if you remember the art from that, just yeah. imagine that doing yeah, Wolverine. Yeah. Almost just like threw it on set, like Conan behind him, mm-hmm. like the cards. Sam we got to wrap up. You know, we're back. 2021 pandemic, be damned. We did it again. We did it. 
Schedule a paper keg episode on on a on a WWE wrestling event as per usual. And a Flyers hockey game. Royal We're Rumble <laughs> Flyers game simultaneous. Let's record recording. Let's record paper keg. The only time that we could we could make it happen. And it's it's Porcelain. made, folks. I mean, the uh, only reason you no, don't get weekly no, no, paper no. keg, weekly seventy mm, weekly bands, weekly Tom. <laughs> stop! Stop this, Jonesy. Jonesy, let's just—the world is in a better place with uh, your schedule and you in it. Okay, right, never forget that. <laughs> We're in a pandemic. I never let you forget. Don't worry. <laughs> Jonesy, come off the cross for one night for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I rolled we'll back see the everybody. stone on the third day. <laughs> <laughs>